Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. They did a really good job of packing the line of scrimmage and, um, you know, forcing us to throw the ball more vertically, probably a little bit more vertically than we wanted to. We adjusted. We started doing that. and We started moving the football. Um, so credit to them. Welcome back. Kicking off hour number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Joining us now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline is our old friend Damon Benning. DB, what's going on, buddy? Hey, good morning, fellas. What's going on? What is up, DB? I, well, I was looking for a retweet, but nobody posted that I was going to be on, so I almost forgot. <laughs> I almost forgot, too, that I had a show today. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see anybody tweet out the lineup, which is – Wait, I, wait I, a minute. Are, are, your days, are your days messed up, AR? <laughs> nah, it's the weather. The weather's getting to my head. <laughs> it, it, it is something else. I, and you guys both know me. I never complain about the cold, but it, it is uh, – goodness, it is <laughs> – different out man that's for sure i don't remember i don't remember a stretch this long hey what answer this for me because i was thinking about the the chiefs game over the weekend what was the coldest game you've ever played in so i think it was probably oklahoma in lincoln uh was it 93 maybe they uh i get them confused it was 93 i was at our place and it was probably, oh, I don't know. It wasn't like this, that's for sure. Maybe 20, 25. I, don't, I haven't played anything in anything really bone chilling. Uh, I had a high school game. We played prep one time at Northwest when the field was still grass that was like this snow, sleet, rain. Like it was snowing, but it was wet snow. That was probably the worst conditions just because. You know the field was so chewed up, but like bitter cold, there haven't been too many. But I would, I would definitely say that Oklahoma game in Lincoln. You know, DB, I was, I was listening to uh, some of the the players talk about. You know, they've got the heated benches now, and they got like the heated <laughs> floor mat. Like you guys didn't have any of that, right? You're just like sitting on these these steel benches out there. Like you guys are freezing. It's a little bit, it's a little yeah, bit easier it, now. It, it, and it's weird too because now it's okay to sit down. Like we didn't used to, you used to want to sit down, and weather like that, you wanted you wanted to keep moving. And and uh, I, you know, I, I'd like to see if I could pull it off. Like I don't want to get hit in it. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but, <laughs> but but I would like to see. Like, does that does that work? Like, I mean, you sit down, you put a coat on, you stay warm, and then you get up and and you get going. The, the NFL is really good at it. Like, guys can sit mm-hmm. until the last millisecond before they go out and play. I, like, they go grab their hat, and it's like a change of possession or their helmet. I'm like, guys, <laughs> guys are ready to go. I mean, they, they take much better care of their bodies now, so it's, it's all good. I, I'm, I'm still learning. Well, DB, you're kind of a fidgety guy. You don't like really sitting around anyway. <laughs> no, I just and – I, and I certainly would – I certainly wouldn't sit on the bench. You know, sometimes the defensive guys would do that. Um, 
or, or maybe the O-line would sit for like a couple of seconds or minutes, but they would always be up and moving around by the time they got the ball back. I mean, unless it was a sudden change, but I don't know. Skill guys don't sit around much. Was that a T.O. thing, like guys not sitting down, or was that just a, a you guys thing? I don't know. I think it was so far away from the action, you were supposed to support your teammates. Mm, okay. So you, you always had to, you know, he wanted you in the game, and, you know, the NFL is obviously a little bit different like those guys. Um, you know, they, they each side of the ball goes and does their thing. And even at the high school level, you know, if we have guys that aren't going two ways, like we'll take the guys that aren't in and, and we'll make sure, at least defensively, um, like we'll make sure that we're talking to the guy, you know, Bo Ryan or somebody's not in or, or Teddy. Like, we're, I mean, we're, we're trying to get we're, – we're trying to relay information. So maybe that's kind of the thing now. I don't know. DB, let's talk a, a little bit about some of those NFL games yesterday. I spent a good portion of yesterday's show dogging on Dallas, and I, I told Ravi when I walked in today, I can't honestly sit here and not do the same thing to the Eagles. How much of a deep reevaluation needs to be done with that team after coughing up a 10-1 and start? Yeah, they, they, I think I think Sirianni may be in big trouble. Um, you know, the Laurie group, they don't – I mean, they make moves, and, and they – They've um, they've gotten rid of better coaches under <laughs> under more more advantageous winning circumstances. So uh, you know I I just whatever happened with AJ Brown and him kind of working his way out and and the, the the poor morale. I knew depth was kind of a thing, but I didn't think they would get away from the run game the, the way that they did. I thought it was interesting. We we talked about you know. Um, high-low concepts and, and, you know, dime packages and all these schemes. Listen, it, every game in the NFL, the team that ran the ball for more yards won, and the team that won the turnover battle won. There wasn't one team. Now, there were, I think, two games where there weren't turnovers. I don't think there was a turnover last night. Um, and there was probably one more where there weren't maybe the Rams and Lions maybe. But uh, for the most part, if you ran the ball better – and you at least were even in the turnover margin, you won the game. And and I think we, we try to make it a really, really fancy, but I don't really know if it is. Run the football, take good care of the ball, and here's the other thing. How poor was the tackle? I would say tackle. Is tackle the, la- the, last, the last one there? <laughs> the, la- the, last, the last two days, three days of football, I, the, the, the tackling has been – uh, uh, atrocious so you have got to get guys to the ground it's the league is just it's just too good and you know these offenses it's almost like they have to get penalties or drop balls to not be able to move the ball it is a very offensive league so you better get guys to the ground we're talking with Damon Benning, former Husker and current uh, radio analyst for the Husker radio network uh, you can hear him with Greg Sharp for all the uh, Nebraska football games. DB, you know, speaking of coaches that may or may not be a little bit of trouble, I know you probably don't want him to go anywhere for your Pittsburgh Steelers, but there was a little bit of a contentious moment as yeah. Mike Tomlin <laughs> walked off the podium last night as somebody was about to ask about his contract status. Uh, what are your thoughts Preston. on on his uh, kind of tenure here in Pittsburgh. And, and, I mean, I assume you don't think he's going anywhere, but but what do you think about that whole situation with Tomlin in Pittsburgh? Well, this is weird. it's rare for me I, because I've never – we've never had this conversation and he's been in the final year of his deal. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, like I, I, I you always have to weigh that and. You know, typically there's, there's guys that are close to him in the league that I pay attention to. I mean, Jay Glazer gets knocked for a lot of things, but he and Tomlin, Coach Tomlin, have a really, really good relationship. And, you know, I, I, I caught what Ryan Clark said, you know, a couple of weeks ago about wanting – no, no, this was pre the Steelers going on their run. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he he thinks that Tomlin would be best served going someplace else, and I don't know. I mean, I like Mike Tomlin. I, I love Mike Tomlin. I you know, I'm one of those guys. I always listen to his press conferences. Um, I buy into a, a, a lot of his his philosophy. You know, the standard is the standard, things like that. But, you know, the Steelers just can't get their offensive coordinator thing right. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that's that's kind of plagued this organization. They, they've been able to, to mask and kind of cover up some some shaky quarterback play. Um, that, that I think everybody can see that, but for them, I, you know, you've had a couple of offensive line coaches in the last six years. You, you've had to swap out your offensive coordinators As for a team who, that's blueprint has been built on defense and and toughness. I think they kind of got to roll with the times here a little bit and get a little more offensive minded in terms of of having some success. But as far as Mike Tomlin goes, he's earned the right to kind of do what he wants. Um, I, I would hate to to see him coach another football team, but I definitely couldn't see him in studio as some sort of analyst. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I don't see that in his future. But he's a young guy. Yeah, right. So he's got a, a lot ahead of him. I just he would be one of those guys that I would never see uh, in another uniform. So uh, for me, I hope his Steelers are bust. DB Dan Quinn. Can't be the hot commodity on the coaching market anymore yeah, I don't after get that performance, I, right? I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I just, I, you know, all the rumors. Um, you know, even before that game was played, right? You saw the memes and and gifs and wait, Andrew, I'm talking to you. That's right. We're back. So it's gifs, right? It is gifs. Gifs. Okay. Uh-huh. It's, it's, right. it's gifs like the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. So, I will fight so, both of you. <laughs> so. All I right, fine, lose. fine, fine. I'm, 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 whatever, I'm whatever you guys want it to be. <laughs> Roddy, if I'm talking to you, hey, don't Jeff, cave, AR, DB. Just Jeff, because it's Jeff. 2024, you don't all have right, to fine. cave. All right, all right, fine, Robbie. It's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, get him. I'm like, the, I'm like that great Belgian waffle this morning. You know, uh, are you, are I, you calling from Switzerland? Yeah. <laughs> it's not where Belgian waffle comes from, bud. Yeah. but I'm talking about keeping well, the peace. I'm just going to keep it neutral. I'm just going to keep it. Yeah, keep it. I'm, I'm vibing with the AR. So. Um, I I forgot the question. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Dan Quinn and the hot commodity. Yeah, Dan oh, yeah. See, I didn't I didn't get it right. So you saw the memes and and you know his mind was elsewhere. And and I like now listen. I got to be honest. Remember when he was hired? I said he was probably the best non-playing hire that was made for what that team needed when Dallas got him a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not knocking the hustle. I, I think he's I think he's good at what he does what i didn't understand is is how we get to it's i re it's retread is maybe a little harsh with quinn but how do we not if we're gonna go back to the well the petersons of the world and frank reichs and and then dan quinn's like I, I don't understand and i went on this little tirade the other day on social media like even bill belichick hey do the whole Bill Belichick to Dallas thing makes me chuckle, right? <laughs> because what what is it from afar 
where you think to yourself, hey, you know what? I'm pretty controlling guys like Stephen and Jerry Jones. Yeah, tell you what, why don't they go get another guy that is that is equally as domineering with his personality and see how that works? Like, <laughs> how, lo- how long would Bill Belichick listen to, to Stephen and Jerry Jones tell him how to shop for groceries? Three minutes. Right? I mean, <laughs> not long. Like, he, he, and Belichick's not a young 71, right? Like, he acts every bit. Of seventy one, mm-hmm. so um, you know, I, I, I got on the Carroll kick just because of his success, and many people would be shocked. I, I only gave a few coaches whose win percentage he was better than at fifty eight percent in the NFL, with only four losing seasons as a coach, and and since the Jets in ninety four, um, like Chuck Knoll, Chuck Knox, uh, Mike Shanahan, uh, Coughlin, Jim Coughlin, like. The guy is a winner, so unless he doesn't want to coach, um, I don't think he was really vibing with with Allen's presser that you know, hey, you know, Pete's got a role in the front office, and, and I get it, right? I don't know if he wants to be an advisor, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the Quinn thing. I get, I get waiting on Harbaugh because um, he could have his pick of a litter. Um, I get. I would get Belichick with the right organization. I, he would need a very mature group that needs um, – they have to have an owner that is fairly hands-off, a mature group that just needs, uh, like, the the discipline hump. You know what I mean? A, mm-hmm. a, a team that can – they're close, maybe like Philly. I was gonna say it sounds like you're describing Philadelphia. Um, some something like that. You have you have to have a, a you know a tough-minded quarterback. Um, but yeah, I could. I Philly would be a much better fit for me than than um, let's say Dallas if I was gonna go make a run at Belichick. But back to the original question, I don't get the I don't get the the, the Dan Quinn thing um, at all. And and that Dallas, that defense was was so good at times where you just thought if a quarterback dropped back, there's no way he's going to have enough time. And they got their hands on a ton of balls, and you got young guys breaking records for pick sixes and touchdowns. And then to just, oh, Aaron Jones should does he have a house in in the Metroplex? <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a winter home. It's in Dallas. He owns those guys. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and how happy are you? And I hate to say this is, I know you know Bears. I'm talking to a Bears fan, but it's like you look at what Love has been able to do by being patient and kind of staying the course. And you know he's off my line, and you know he sat behind Rogers it, to, to kind of see him play well. I I think is 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 a pretty cool story for whatever the reason. I like when that old North Division or Central Division is good, right? You know, the grimy bears and the gutty <laughs> lions and, you know, the good packers and, you know, the, the horn blowing in minute. Like, I like that division. I like the NFL when it is good. So it's kind of cool to see the Lions uh, and the Packers, especially with with the Lions, or excuse me, with, with Green Bay playing so well. But both teams can lose now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's like, 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I've got San Francisco winning the Super Bowl, and I was like, well, I think the best matchup would be against the Ravens. And I, I felt like I needed a shower just to even spit that <laughs> out. I mean, I, there's, there's just three teams that I, that I really, 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 really dislike, right? Baltimore, Cleveland, and Dallas as as a as a Steelers fan. So that but I, I, I too I do think those are the two best teams left. You know, Kansas City's always gonna be in the hunt because um you have Patrick Mahomes and so he's always gonna give you a chance and and how situationally good is Chris Jones. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's pretty under when it like when they need a guy to make up he just can summon his best football when the Chiefs need him to, to play well, and, and I've been in love with that with that secondary for a couple of years now. So, I mean, you you've always got a chance. And I thought I, I watched Buffalo, you know, systematically take Pittsburgh apart. When Buffalo runs the football, mm-hmm. man, they are a handful because they they make you play with all eleven guys, and you have to get. And the run fits because they got two good tight ends. You know, we know about the passing game. Um, And when Cook is running the ball with Allen's ability to break your back on those scrambles, like, the AFC is going to be very interesting. I kind of hope, I used to be a big, well, I still am. Hey, I want people to play in the conditions, right? Like, I want Bama to have to go to, to, to Ann Arbor to play in mm-hmm. in in January, right? Like, I, ex- expansion of the playoffs and home sites, that 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 part would be appealing, right? I think football's not always meant to be played in the southeastern corridor or on the west coast, right? So I want elements to matter, but I almost don't in the NFL this year because I, I just want to see. Everybody has questions, mm-hmm. you know. Can, can can Kansas City be efficient enough on offense and you know, are these the last great days of Kelsey Baltimore? Can Lamar Jackson get them over the hump to get to the promised land? Is is, is Josh Allen going to take good enough care of the ball enough to give the Bills a chance, or will this be another squandered season? I, you know, the storylines aren't near as juicy in the NFC, but because I, I think it's the Niners and everybody else. But, man, with the way Detroit can move the ball and – the the completeness that Green Bay's offense is showing, I, I it's it's going to be a nice little tough stretch run. DB, you want to change gears here on you real quick? Got about five minutes left, and ask you about some of the college coaching movement that we've seen over the last week or so. I don't think we've talked to you since Kalen DeBoer got named the head coach at Bama. Obviously, then Jed Fish goes to Washington, and now it seems like Brent Brennan is going to end up at Arizona. Um, yeah. First, how how did you how do you think Kalen DeBoer fits in in Alabama? That's a part of the country he hasn't really coached in before. I kind of lean to the hey, if you can coach, you can coach, and the fit it fits a lot better when you start winning. Um, but I know that's something that between that and his maybe recruiting prowess, the the one things that's been questioned about that hire. Yeah, so I think offensively, I like what he. What philosophically he can bring to the table, especially you know Grubbs, if he keeps a good portion of that staff intact, if they come with him to Alabama, I think there'll be a handful uh, situationally for for defenses in, in the SEC. I wish I knew more about 
kind of his temperament in terms of of dealing with what comes with that job because it's mm-hmm. like I've heard this I've heard a ton of Nebraska coaches say well you know we, we had an idea and then you get here and it's something different than 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 what you thought and I wonder if it's like that with with Alabama because remember they went through coaches like mm-hmm. a hot knife through butter mm-hmm. before they landed on Saban so if if he's built with some sort of security where he can where he can take what comes with the comparison comparisons and the criticism because the passion of that fan base will be, you know, fifty times greater than what it was in, in Washington. So he's gotta he's gotta be able to kind of weather that storm and you never know until you go through it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, that's one of the things that I don't know, but I do, I do like the hire. I, you know, I thought, I thought he or Lanning, um, would be really, really good, but I get why Lanning didn't want, well, if, if allegedly, if he was, <laughs> if he was, uh, if, if he was kind of the, 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 the choice before DeBoer, because I think he likes the move to the Big Ten Conference. I think he thinks he can have success in the Big Ten Conference. He potentially sees Jim Harbaugh leaving. He, he's had good success. Oregon's had good success with uh, Ohio State. I, I think Lanning feels like he can do what he needs to do. They're, they're really set up well from an NIL standpoint. So, so I get why I get why Lanning, and they're going to get their money, too. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, Oregon's, they, they have money. They're going to get money from the Big Ten. So I, I get why Lanning stayed put. All right, DB, about two minutes. Compare it to what happened to Solich after following T.O. Even the really good seasons tend to not be good enough for either a program or a fan base. Do you think DeBoer is built to last at Alabama? See, that's the thing. You, you, need, you need a couple of guys on, on – you have to surround yourself, and this is almost anybody at any job. <clears throat> you need a couple of, of folks that can keep you grounded. Right where situationally they can say, "Hey, listen, coach, coach, coach DB or coach Kalen or whatever they call him. Hey, I, I, I we're we're kind of getting away from this. Hey, don't worry about this. Hey, this over here is going on. You just do this. If he sets up his staff in such a way to kind of insulate him from the background noise and it's not going to be soundproof right it's not you're still going to hear mm-hmm. but you can't but you can't listen if if he can build a staff like that you're going to give yourself a chance i think the one thing maybe a couple things coach Solis maybe would have done different was um to be really really cognizant of what was going on around him when folks thought he wasn't having as good a success right hey you know coach we may need to shake this up in recruiting hey we need we maybe need to tweak this here like if you can surround yourself with kind of some folks that keep eyes out for you that allow you to still do what you're really good at to accentuate your strengths you give yourself a chance so if if DeBoer can do that um, I think you can filter the noise because they'll have success the uh, the other thing is Who's really going to be dominant um, in the conference? I think there's only really one team right now, and I'm not even going to say Ole Miss. I saw what they did in the portal, and and Kiffin has quietly done a fantastic job at Ole Miss. But Georgia's really the only team 
Goku's roster is like, oh, okay, I could see some dominance. But with a 12-team playoff and new teams coming to the conference, 11 and 2 may be the the, the new 13 and 0. So maybe the maybe the the baseline of the benchmark will lower a little too. That's our guy Damon Benning, former Husker Husker radio analyst and uh, good friend here of the program. DB, we appreciate it as always. Anytime, guys. Appreciate you. Always great stuff. Appreciate you, DB. Coming up next, more Herd at Sports Radio.